You're listening to the Multifamily Market Watch for Washington State. Apartment owners who need to know, trust HFO. The leading source for multifamily industry news around the state, from Puget Sound to the Tri-Cities. I'm Aaron Kirk Douglas, Director of Client Services, and with me today is Carl Whitaker of RealPage Inc., where he blends his passion for geography and teaching to foster a practical, applied understanding to apartment data. And you've been doing market analysis there for quite a while, haven't you? Yeah, and thanks for having us, Aaron. Appreciate the uh, opportunity and good to catch up with you again. Yeah, we've been doing some market analysis or in, in my current role for about six, seven years now. So it's been interesting to see the change through a cycle or two now. And uh, in your last quarterly report, you were talking about Seattle's first quarter being among the most disappointing in the country um, compared to its standard first quarter. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I think Seattle, um, when you look at a normal, quote unquote, normal year and just use the 2010s as kind of a benchmark there, uh, it's one of the markets that tends to be the most front loaded in terms of rent growth. In other words, uh, your rent growth in that market just tends to happen between January and call it July um, on the uh, on the back end. Conversely, the second half of the year is typically when you tend to see rent cuts. And looking at 2023 in Seattle, the market's year-to-date rent growth has been effectively zero. So you haven't had that rent growth materialize like you typically would. Um, and that has just thinking that uh, based on a typical second half of the year, then there's a good chance that Seattle will see some relatively um, relatively modest to maybe decent-sized year-over-year rent cuts once we get to the back half of 2023. Hmm. Uh, so you indicated uh, last quarter that rents were up a, he- a healthy five to seven pl- percent in places like West Seattle, Redmond, and Kirkland. Is that still the case? Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned the submarkets because that's where we're seeing some of these market level storylines. Uh, not necessarily painting the full picture in, 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 in particular metros, and those that you mentioned there in Seattle being a great example of where. Growth is still happening in parts of the market. It's just that the lagging parts of the metro, downtown Seattle, Queen Anne, uh, Capitol Hill, University, et cetera, really the urban core primarily, uh, is explaining enough of a slowdown to pull down the overall market average. But you know, to your point, some of those further outerlying suburban areas are still getting decent rent growth on a year-over-year basis. So you were saying last quarter that it was your number one market to watch uh, for <laughs> for this last quarter. And it sounds like you're saying you've been watching it and it's going to be flat the rest of the year. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's probably the takeaway. And again, we had it flagged as one to watch because we noticed that the first 90 days of the year, the market didn't have that typical lift that you would expect. And uh, really, it's just it seems like the market's rent growth has been weak. Now, the one thing that I will mention um, that Seattle has probably done a pretty good job of relative to most markets in the country is on a year to date basis, the metro has actually gained occupancy. So today's occupancy rate is higher than it was at the start of 2023. So perhaps there's a conservative approach among operators in the metro, especially knowing how much supply is around the corner in particular neighborhoods. So I think that there's uh, maybe some good coming with the bad, the good being that occupancy rates have stabilized, the bad being that rent growth just isn't living up to its typical expectations. 
is there um, is there anything else you have seen in the quarter two data for Seattle that's uh, that stands out to you? I think the biggest thing is that the you know reflect on this time last year that was about the time that the the scariest tech news was coming along. You know, this is when you started to hear of the big tech giants um, really challenged with their uh, those interest rate hikes. And as a result, you saw initially a bunch of layoffs within the tech sector. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to today, and it seems like most of those layoffs weren't outright job losses. Really, it was just kind of a reshuffling of where those employees were. You saw some smaller and mid-sized companies pick up a lot of those big tech layoffs. So the good news is that I think Seattle has avoided a worst case scenario on its economic makeup or its economic job growth, I would say. Um, So that's something that showed up here recently in the data and maybe something that signals a better, call it mid to late 2024 than what would have materialized had it been just total outright job losses. I have been reading that they're hiring a lot of people in AI in Seattle and that that is uh, returning a lot of those jobs to that market in, in tech. Have you heard that also? Absolutely. I think there's just seeing that that split between uh, within the tech market, that split of where those jobs are being allocated. And again, which players are getting the jobs and which players are maybe uh, hitting the pause button on hiring for the time being. And finally, I wanted to ask you if you uh, have any other insight into any of the other tertiary markets like Spokane or Vancouver or Olympia. Yeah, of course. So Spokane's an interesting one. It's one of those markets that doesn't always necessarily uh, get a ton of press attention. And we saw in 2021 in particular, uh, and heading into 2022, that market did actually really, really well. And I think a lot of that was explained by um, the fact that it's one of those prototypical college towns, uh, you know, uh, between Spokane and uh, not far away, some other big colleges or some colleges located in that market, you saw that as students returned back to campus, that brought with it the multiplier effect of um, the economy rebounding. Today, with some of that growth that happened last year, now you're seeing the market forfeit a little bit of that growth. In fact, on a year-over-year basis, rents are down just 0.5%. So not a significant rent loss, but um, I think you're just kind of seeing the rebalancing of those fundamentals happening in the market. You also had a relatively large amount of units delivered in Spokane, relative being for a market its size, of course, it pales in comparison to both Portland and Seattle, certainly. But I think it's just kind of this period where the markets are finding their equilibrium. I think longer term, Spokane is going to be one of those relatively slow and steady markets that tends to accompany uh, an area that has a few colleges located within its boundaries. Okay. And anything on Vancouver or Olympia that you can think of? So Olympia is one of those that we um, we don't currently forecast. We do track a little bit of information on the market. That one's been really steady, mm-hmm. uh, really within the national scheme. And I think that one comes down to simply that's where the government jobs are located. Mm-hmm. And they tend to be a little bit more insulated from recessionary pressures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, you've just seen the Olympia market, not necessarily impress on the upside, but certainly not underwhelm on the downside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Vancouver, we really group that within the broader mm-hmm. Portland market. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, I think it's important to understand the Portland market fundamentals relative to Vancouver, but I will say that uh, within the Portland metro, Vancouver has been performing really, really well. And it probably goes to this idea that those high value suburban areas um, that aren't necessarily getting a lot of supply, all while the urban core uh, are still seeing demand keep pace uh, enough to continue with rent growth and steady occupancy. All right. Thanks so much, Carl. Our entire office specializes in multifamily real estate, making HFO the largest multifamily brokerage in the Pacific Northwest. Your success is our passion. Build your legacy with HFO. Call 503-241-5541 or visit our website at hfore.com for more information. HFO is an affiliate of the Global Real Estate Advisor Network.